Thank you for tuning in to this week's Just Ball Things. If you're catching us on the podcast, remember to give us a rating and review. And now, on with the show. Shut up and sit down. This week on JBT Pod, we're joined by special guest OTG writer Evan Montella as we break down everything NBA. We'll be discussing Zion Williamson and his potential impact on the league, the tantalizing prospect of Clay Thompson in free agency. We'll be discussing whether Kevin Durant can usurp LeBron as best player this season. And of course, we'll be discussing the only news that really matters in the week, the announcement of Space Jam 2. So shut up, sit down, because JBT is about to begin. Good morning, afternoon, or evening from wherever you're listening across the world. Welcome to another episode of Just Ball Things. With me today, as always, from the sunny London, England, we have the J-Man, Jack Manuel. How are you, mate? Yeah, don't worry about me. Get, get to get to our guest. That's what really matters, mate. And really uh, yes, we have a special guest uh, here today. Special guest and friend of the show, OTG writer, Evan Montella. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am f- fabulous. Not a problem. I'm um, sure Evan is absolutely itching at the mm. bit to hear out your special fact, Nicholas. What is it? And my random fact of the day is my yes. little niece has grown... <laughs> has been quite accustomed to using the word go away and it is freaking annoying i'll be like try, trying to help her out and be, uh, she's one and a half uh. like it's a, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a little early to become a to become bitchy i'm gonna hate her at that four years old or something <laughs> but um yeah she's she's cute as hell but she says go away a lot, and it's quite infuriating. Anyway. Well, at least it's not uh, profanities, Nicholas. Not yet, anyway. So oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, we don't... slip those out, and she's like a she's like a sponge. She absorbs everything don't... and then spits it back out at you. Don't sully her young soul with, uh, <laughs> with any of your twisted mind. But um, that's cute. But um, we could talk some basketball now. Yeah. I mean, that's why we're here. Um, we'll yeah. start off here. Give you a bit of a brief overview Evan, and for those of you who are new to the show, um, kick off here, as always, in the off-season with Busick Manuel scale. Uh, so this is a scale created by us that sums up how likely things are to happen in the NBA. Now, follow along if you can, Evan, because it's very convoluted and extremely yeah, I've been confusing. this a little bit. I've been, uh, I've been working on it. I mean, it requires almost a PhD level of intelligence to understand our twisted minds. Degree in, you know, criminal psychologist, psychologist. What's what's the yeah you're right um, yeah yeah that's right. so we scale it on a f- on a scale of alternative fact Twitter fact Wikipedia fact or just straight up fact depending on how likely things are to happen so big one here and really the, I mean we can pretty much end the podcast after this uh, piece yep. of news Done. the only news that matters this week is Space Jam two when released will win every Oscar I mean we're talking Lord of the Rings level. Mad Max level sweepage of the uh, of the Oscars, um, and I think it's just a fait complete, isn't it? No, I don't see many movies these days, but I'm actually excited yes. for when Space Jam Two comes out. Um, I mean, the fact that I didn't see Black Panther, and oh, 
missing out. I did. I've been missing out a lot lately. But I also heard the other guy in the running was the uh, Justin Lin from Fast and the Furious. So I feel yeah, like I Space Jam Two has to be over the top either way. <laughs> so I hope it's great. Has to has to definitely maintain the charm of the old one. Get all wacky. Get all stupid. But yeah, the fact Ryan Coogler of you know Fruitvale Station, everything he's done with Michael B. Jordan is a classic. Black Panther is a cultural icon, as will Space Jam Two be. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's just lovely times ahead, Nicholas. And I'm I don't know. I, I just got to see it. Um, I, I wonder if Michael Jordan's going to be involved. Bill Murray is essential. Essential. Yes. Essential. Yes. That's the only thing that he needs to call um, Larry Bird clear, and- or someone needs to be clear. Yeah. Rehash the same jokes. They never die. It's still no, good. No, <laughs> it's the joke of three, and then they just say the same joke twice in the next movie. But indeed, uh, I'll put it to you guys. Who who do you think the the monster should be? I mean, we've already got like I a. Just... I mean, go on. Sorry. Oh, we got that list on there. I was thinking <laughs> that Curry should be the villain leader, Ooh. but at the same oh, time, that's I'm such a change of pace for him. Yeah, he's too nice. No, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be only Nike guys in the movie anyway. So, oh yeah, right. didn't even think of that. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so, so it's probably going to end up being Kobe or Jordan. Yeah, there Ooh. won't be no James Harden. Um, who else is no Lillard? Um, KD, uh, I think Steph is Under Armour. I think no, KD's not. KD. KD is Nike. Yeah. None of the rookies KD. signed a Puma. Yeah, no, no, no DeAndre Ayton, no Trey Young. Um, but yeah, I think. It'll be interesting to see who comes along. I mean, my ideal cast would be you know, Kyrie Irving mm. as you know the the red alien, you know, the small guy who's you know who doesn't know how to spell monsters. The Mugsy Bo- um, the Mugsy Bogues, the Mugsy Bogues. We don't know if Kyrie knows how to spell because we know his scientific knowledge is the greatest. <laughs> um, the big guys I want Draymond and Boogie to be. I think that they're very big lumbering guys. Whether it's the whether Draymond plays the Charles Barkley role. Mm. Or uh, the Larry Johnson role, and then just the, the j- enormous tall role has to be Boban Marjanovic. He's just a, a, an absolutely enormous fellow. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, and he's got a bit of acting prowess underneath him as well. He does. I like now, guys. Right? What about Giannis? Actually, yeah. Well, I thought you got to get the global. Obama. Yeah, I think you're gonna get the global scale with Giannis. So he's got the yeah. you corner the Greek market. You're going to be huge in Greece if you get Giannis in the movie. But so long as uh, Kevin Durant, as long as Kevin Durant is not in it, I will be a happy, happy man. I saw him in Thunderstruck, and the boy can't act. <laughs> it, it, it's he is a very talented man at a select task, and that is basketball. Yeah, I wonder how Kyrie and LeBron would be on the on uh, set to, set together. I oh. hope they wouldn't get along. I hope it'd just be weird the whole time. <laughs> The behind the scenes, the behind the scenes footage, and it'd be like uh, the feuding. Oh man! Uh, and they yeah. bring it on the court and in the summer league. Who knows where Kyrie could be at that stage as well? Because apparently, filming is set to happen. I think next summer. So like obviously in the next off season. So we'll wait and see how that one plays out. But um, I'm I'm excited nonetheless, Nicholas. And um, as much as I would like to speak for 45, 50 minutes about Space Jam One, Space Jam Two, and Hopefully a Space Jam 3 one day. It's happening. I mean, uh, here's hoping. Yeah, I mean, we'll move on. But here's hoping it's a, it's a case of, you know, The Godfather, which, you know, <laughs> The Godfather 1 was, was great. But The Godfather Terrible. 2, oh boy. 
Godfather three even better. Uh, it, it, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> all right, we'll talk about your we'll talk about your nets next. I don't know how you managed to weave this one in. Maybe because you yeah. you make the doc, and there's nothing about yes, the Wizards. Right. I need to I need to I need to try to weave in the Wizards as often as I yeah, can. I don't see one Celtics thing on here. <laughs> Sorry, sir. We've got a very right. um, propaganda ish uh, podcast going here. Um, so the Nets will win a championship. When, when, oh, yeah, I love that. When they land Jimmy Butler. All right, two prong question. Are they landing Jimmy Butler? Uh, I'm going to say no. I think that the Nets are going to stay away from Jimmy Butler. So, alternative fact, yeah. alternative fact, you're scaling on this one. Why would they stay away? Alternative fact that they're going to win the championship if they get him. Um, I think it's probably a Twitter fact right now that they're going to go after him. I think the fact that he's 29, he's about to get a big contract and has had those knee injuries. I don't think that's the kind of guy the Nets are looking for right now. Jack, rebuttal. Uh, the rebuttal is actually going to be an agreeance. Um, I put it in just because I wanted to stir up my own pot. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I do agree. I think that there, there's a, a higher likelihood, obviously, that the Nets land Butler than they win the championship, um, as much as I would like to, to think. But I think Evans, uh, Boston Celtics, are certainly uh, have a much greater chance in the Eastern Conference. But I think yeah. Jimmy... Uh, we've seen the list of teams come out obviously early in the week. Uh, he wants to leave Minnesota. Everything that's happening there, we'll we'll delve into that a little bit further in some other topics. But you know, the the Clippers, the Nets, the Knicks, um, and but then there's also going to be some teams outside that. You know, we saw Kyrie have his list of teams, and then he landed at yeah. at Evans' lucky Boston Celtics, <laughs> uh, who weren't even on his initial list. So nothing, I think nothing lucky about it. Yeah, well, they have the lucky the Irish leaf, so hey. I think that's part of the reason why they got him. But no, we got uh, three Nets picks lucky. <laughs> tremendous, <laughs> tremendous right. so leadership. We have our, We finally have our own draft pick. You had to bring it up. Mate. To, um, no, it was the one year you guys don't take. But I, I think I think that there's even a chance Boston could he could go to Boston. I think there's a chance that you know Detroit could get into the mix. I think yeah. there's a chance that Indiana could get into the mix. Miami. Um, I think there's teams outside the list because, you know, it's at the end of the day, Jimmy Butler has said where he wants to go, but at yeah. the same time, he is getting traded. He's not on the free agency market. He can't make that decision. Um, whatever Tom Thibodeau decides, whether he, he's still very steadfast and apparently as recently as last night is not in the idea of trading him. Um, I think he needs to get over the timber bulls and maybe move <laughs> yeah. on, but... Um, but he's done Chelsea. so much. He's done so much work to try and make the Timberwolves. He's going to have to redo it again at a different franchise if he moves. Yeah, I mean, just trade trade um, <laughs> Jimmy Butler straight up for Jokic Noah. It works salary wise. Then you have got at least got a ready made replacement for your Timberwolves. But so it, if you boys, were, if you boys were to think he lands somewhere, um, obviously. I'm, I did a bit of a Brooklyn buzz with Nick last night, which will be coming out soon, um, and, do, and delving into the Nets' perspective. But where do you th- guys think he'll land? He said he wants it to happen by Monday. I can't see that happening. But if you were to put your money on a team, you know, give you 100 bucks, where, where are you putting that money? I, mean, I don't think it's going to be one of the three teams that he listed. Yeah. I mean, at this point, he's depreciated his value, especially the fact that he's in a contract year, that whatever they're going to be willing to give up for him it's going to be the same that a team's going to be willing to give up for him to walk away in a year. So mm, and I think all three of these teams are going to be smart to kind of just take a wait and see approach to how he bounces back from that knee surgery after last season. Yeah. I mean, exactly right. I mean, from the three teams that I saw, I mean, the Clippers, 
just the amount of push he made for the Clippers, I think, is mm-hmm. intriguing. Um, whether yeah. that happens because there's a whole so bunch of... expect to get him next season. Yeah. Um, yep. Well, yeah, that's right. I mean, like, let's just say hypothetically the Nets do land Jimmy Butler in some backwards, backwards-ass universe. <laughs> Where do the Nets finish with Jimmy Butler on their roster? I think it wouldn't be that high. I think we'd probably finish sixth. Maybe we could maybe push for fifth. I think we've got not uh, that a good high. That is high. That that is the Nets, man. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. I mean, I think yeah, I can see that. Jimmy Butler is a top five player mm. when he's really playing like it. I mean, defensively and offensively. So. He has the time so he can go through stretches of the season where he's top five. I don't think he's top five all the time, but correct. Yeah, yeah. He definitely shows but, uh, some uh, splashes, but we'll uh, we'll move on to we'll, another. Oh, do, do you want your last thoughts, Jack? There, Jackie. Well, what, give me, give me like if we do a podcast next week with mm-hmm. Evan or not. Um, I want to look back on this and go. Okay, well, let's see what we thought. I, I'm going to guess that he he lands with the Clippers. Um, okay. Yeah. Because it, it just seems like they have the the right amount of money and packages, um, but um, I'd like to reflect on what your picks are, and then either insult you for being wrong or praise you for being correct. <laughs> nah, I'm ready to be insulted. I think um, I would say, oh, man, I've had this weird feeling about the Raptors just going all the way in. I mean, Ooh, they're, I like just, they're knocking on the door of a rebuild. So like, why not just just go ham? Yeah, two yeah, send two more guys out. You know, you can get off a little bit more money. You can start that rebuild. I, like I mean, if neither one want to stay, but you might as well take your shot. Rap, yeah, Raptors fans fair. would like hate like because they love their young talent. They have to give if they yeah. give up their young talent for Jimmy Butler, and then let's you know they're always they'll always be looking. It's like well, now what do we do? You know, we've signed yeah. up for one year. People then Jimmy say Butler leaves. Then they're screwed. <laughs> they don't want to. Like, well, I think New Jerry wants to uh, rebuild no matter what. Hmm. So I think that's coming within the next two to three years. So if you're going to do it, might as well go shoot for the moon and try to get yeah. two more stars. All right. Yeah. I look forward to a season with Jimmy Butler on the Raptors. So let's fingers and crossed Otto on that Porter, one. Otto Porter for Jimmy Butler. So we all know what Nick thinks. <laughs> 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 all right. Let's let's uh, let's let's move on. Let's stop breaking my heart. Um, Andrew Wiggins. Speaking of hearts, has no heart. All right, so we're gonna. Uh, that was a that was a fantastic segue. I'm gonna praise myself you on knew that, that one. Was coming, you, yeah, Bob. That's great. Thank you, thank you. I'm here all week. Um, all right, so let's take a let's take a listen to Stephen Jackson's comments um, uh, in regards to a tweet Andrew Wiggins sent out earlier in the week. So, this how the conversation should have went with. Uh, Andrew Wiggins and his brother, when Andrew found out his brother sent out their tweet about hallelujah and all that, right? I'm Andrew Wiggins. Say, big bro, I don't think you should have sent that tweet out. Why you say that? Shit, because, you know, Jimmy Butler, man, he, he played with a lot of heart. He played hard. He played with a lot of heart. And I ain't got no heart. Now, you want to get on social media and talk about Jimmy? We lose him. Our team ain't got no heart. Now, if you're going to take me uh, to the Wizard. And uh, help me find a yellow big road to give me a heart. Then cool, you can talk about Jimmy all you want, cause you know I ain't got no heart. So, shit, you gonna take that back or, or tell me find a yellow big road and take me to the wizard, man? Cause shit, I ain't got no heart at all. That's why Cleveland traded me. No bullshit. You ain't got no heart. And your brother, you ain't wanna play basketball. Why you worry about that, bro? But like he said, keep that same energy. 
All right, so he's got, I mean, he's got no heart. I mean, it was essentially a minute monologue of, um, I believe it was verbatim. Like, I yeah, believe yeah, I it mean, was word for word. He's done it. He did a, didn't we have like Stephen Jackson comments before about uh, Kevin Durant and uh, Clyde Frazier or whoever it was from he the likes, Knicks? He that, likes putting his two cents in. He's good though. He's oh, good. It's very, it's very funny. Um, so what, what, what do you, what do you think? Does, does, does Andrew Wiggins play with no heart? Uh, I think Andrew Wiggins is just one of those guys that's chill no matter what. And he's younger, so he smiles. Like, Clay's one of those guys that he plays hard every game, but he's kind of got the same demeanor. I think Wiggins got, like, a more playful demeanor, and just not every guy's a killer on your team. Yeah, I think that's definitely fair. Um, I think Wiggins... His commitment to basketball has been questioned quite a bit throughout the week, and there's been plenty of comments about the fact that it took, you know, a, a retired dude, you know, who's on, on TV a little bit and has won a championship, but you know, isn't necessarily been a superstar to sort of get the aggression out of Andrew Wiggins that we haven't seen on the court from him. But you know, Wiggins did respond in his own Instagram. SJ, old dudes stay acting like he was anything special. I keep that same energy everywhere I go. <laughs> His brother gets involved, suggesting that Stephen Jackson doesn't, and it's it's a wonderful feud, and it's something that like you know, you know, I was paying attention to the whole Jimmy Butler saga, fall asleep, then I wake up to these police report notifications and these Twitter notifications, and I'm just like, the NBA is a lovely petty world, no, but it's oh. a beautiful thing. This is good for the NBA, if anything. This is But I think I'm gonna go. You know, I think Twitter fact because I can't question him like having heart. Like he's not the the cowardly lion, yeah. um, no, the Tin Man, Tin Man, my bad. Uh, almost uh, Wizard of Oz fans everywhere would, would have had my head, but I, I think that he needs to show a little bit more. I mean, we know that lackadaisical nature with Clay, but it works well when you've got three other intense superstars around you, especially yes. in Draymond Green. Now, Jimmy Butler might be a Draymond Green type, but he hasn't had that rub off effect uh, in in sense of uh, the impact on the team. Carl Anthony Towns as well has a similar lackadaisical sort of laid back nature, um, but obviously he's proven at least a little bit more. But maybe with the departure of Jimmy Butler, we might see the best out of Andrew Wiggins. Um, I'm sure his brother will be happy, but uh, we'll have to wait and see how that all plays out. But oh, hallelujah! I mean, uh, hallelujah! Jack. Stephen Jackson used to also smoke joints before some games, so I mean, yes, it was, not, a, it was it was a different, it was a different it was a different time. It was a different. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that different? Um, like ten years ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's gonna fall off that high horse. I mean, I, I'm, I don't know. I mean, is there any stock in what he says in regards to like you know that's why you got traded from the Cavs? Um, I, I, I don't think that there's there's much in much in that. Um, when he was saying, oh, you know, you've got no heart, that's why you were traded. And, oh, well, yeah. exactly. But uh, Wiggins has not been in fantastic franchises his whole career. You put him you put him in something like a um, like a Spurs, a Celtics, uh, something with stability, something with, um, you know, maybe a coach that's not Tibbs. Um, and you see, you see it in other players. Absolute, fl- yeah. absolute flourishment. And I feel like Wiggins... To an extent, is a or definitely is a massive, a massive, massive confidence player, and it is a product of his environment. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Mm. 
So there's there, there you go. There's my there's my two cents. Let's move on. <laughs> Very succinct, Nicholas. Normally you ramble on quite a bit. I like I like having this extra person on it. It makes you speak less, but also <laughs> use your words use your words nicely. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying so it, it, it. I'm, I'm, instead of talking like a little bit of knowledge and then a lot of shit, I've culled <laughs> the shit. And just kept you with the knowledge, so I'm 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 living in in paradise right now. This is euphoria. <laughs> listeners will be appreciative. <laughs> no, we're not. Jimmy Butler's on uh, the Nets next week, and my Raptors take sounds ridiculous. Uh, I'm saving you from a lot yeah, of grief this, right now. This this this, <laughs> this podcast a week from now could be like, what the hell were these guys on? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's um let's move on. <clears throat> All right. Our next little caveat here. The punishment to the Mavs and Mark Cuban wasn't severe enough uh, in response to the harassment and violence that occurred to women in their workplace. Jack, just give us a, a quick, maybe some context. I mean, this was massive all of last season, but... Um, yeah, the, so, for those that don't know, I think we did chat about this, I believe, a couple of weeks, a couple of months ago when the Sports Illustrated story came out revealing the toxic workplace and all of the... The horrible things that were happening at the Dallas Mavericks under Mark Cuban's tenure, um, you know, obviously the reporters, uh, the people, the higher-ups, uh, the people, you know, with power, obviously when you mix toxic masculinity and power, uh, it, it don't go too well. And obviously what happened to some of these women, the victims, it's it's it, it's it's sickening to speak of. Um, and obviously the punishments have been dealt out. Um, you know, I don't want to really go into the details because I don't think I'd do it justice. So definitely read that Sports Illustrated article, search that up, uh, and and search up some other articles because I don't want to miss anything out and do any any misgivings for to uh, anything that did happen. But the the the, the punishment was ten million dollars. Uh, Mark Cuban has agreed to contribute ten million dollars to women's organizations, but won't face any other punishment stemming from what NBA Commissioner Adam Silver called disturbing and heartbreaking allegations of harassment and violence towards female employees um evan i'm, I'm intrigued to hear how, how much have you been keeping up with this news it was obviously happening at yeah, the same time as it came out uh yeah. in SI last year and um i read it you know i read the article today on espn i mean it sounds like he just dropped the ball like the i mean if you own the team you gotta know something exactly. it's not like you're complete like you're around enough where like someone's gonna be like hey you know, someone's going to care about the Mavericks enough to come to you and say, like, hey, this guy, this president is using his power in, like, crazy ways. It's going to look bad for the organization. I just don't know how Mark Cuban misses this the entire way through. So I think uh, – I mean, I don't know you can do it in order. If you suspend it for a couple games, he just watches it from his TV somewhere. Yeah. I mean, how much of a big deal does that make? I mean, maybe it makes a big deal to Mark Cuban, but – Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I know. yeah, if we're comparing it to, like, previous owner you know um discretions you know we have the donald sterling thing that happened obviously that was drastic yeah. in ways more than one so i don't think it's the severity needs to be there but uh, for those that haven't seen the rachel nichols interview with mark cuban on the jump I, I highly recommend it it's an absolute must watch and she really she really goes in she's one of she's an absolute national yeah. international treasure um and in, in how she sort of doesn't necessarily grill. She literally just interviews Mark Cuban, and as you know, a, a, not just a woman, but as a person, is just able to try and get something out of him. And in the sense, and obviously, he's very you know sorrowful and 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 the rest. But it, it's just like you were saying, Evan. It's it's hard to see for a guy who's so 
in the minutiae of everything that's happening in his yeah. organization some of the some of the things he admitted to wrongdoing and like in mm-hmm. in where the reporter um i think the, the mavs beat writer who had been known to beat his previous girlfriends yet was still kept on as an employee and was dating a, a, a new mavs staffer a female and that for me yeah, is just bewildering. It, yeah. it, it doesn't make and his excuse for the fact that he didn't know what um he would do if, if he let them go um I think yeah, Mark Cuban. It is. Uh, I mean, it's all just super fishy. It's just like, it, dude, like you're just dropping the ball and you're coming up with random excuses later. And and for me, you know, for a guy who is has built his legacy on just being so intense and so knowledgeable about everything around him, from Shark Tank to what's happening with the Dallas Mavericks, it it just like you said, it seems a little bit fishy. Seems, and then I get it. Um, hopefully we move on and hopefully this has an effect and obviously they have changed um, what is happening within their organization they've hired some obviously some new people their ownership group is changing the people the higher ups are changing so hopefully that doesn't lead that this example being set uh, leads to you know hopefully and and the funny thing was it had nothing to do with the basketball it was like uh, the, the fact that women said in the sports illustrated article that they're getaway that their sort of sanctuary was speaking to the guys like Dirk Nowitzki because they were just yeah. so respectful for them where it was just the, the guys behind the scenes uh, as it tends to be the people who have the power goes to their head and um, it's it's a sad situation but one hopefully the NBA and hopefully one especially Mark Cuban and the maps can learn from but definitely you know obviously read that Sports Illustrated article watch that Rachel Nich- Nichols interview that'll give you much more context than two white dudes speaking about it on a podcast <laughs> yeah that's right i mean like like you said we don't want to do it to a disservice um by you know explaining it missing it missing out details blah 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 like now form your own opinions read the read read the um read the article um but it for me it's a it's a precedent that needs to be set um for a man yeah. who is worth 3.9 billion dollars a lot of money like to pay to pay ten million, like it's great. It's a great contribution uh, to women's organisations, but that is, and I did the maths, point two percent of his net worth. And I'm not Bad saying name. I'm not saying that more money would fix this, but yeah, what's yeah. that gonna What's that gonna teach him? Throw money yeah, at the situation, and, and it all goes away. Yeah, you know, it's 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 hard to sort of see. Um, you could see the contrite and how sorrowful he was and how sorry he was in that Nichols interview. But at the same time, you know, I, I think Cuban has learned from it, but only he will know that in his heart of hearts. And um, hopefully, you know, this is this means better things going forward for a more inclusive um, NBA. We, we know that the NBA is generally great at that. It's one of the more inclusive sports organizations in the world. Yeah. But like everywhere else, um, whether it be Hollywood, whether it be whatever, um, we need. We all need to be better. So, um, it's what, it's yeah. What I don't understand as well is that he is such a shrewd businessman. Like yeah. he is, you know, you don't you don't just get four billion dollars overnight. He's an extremely shrewd businessman. He's extremely smart. He's extremely switched on. Just from a simple business perspective, like if that's how he's thinking, from a business perspective, to hire these people, knowing of these. I, and he, I have no doubt in my mind, he knew of these 
deficiencies, we'll call them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, 100%. Make a comment or something in front of you. Exactly. Like, it's not like you're not going to size this dude up. I, he was the president for, what, 14 years? Because to yeah. know the media shitstorm yeah, that that's going to create, so. just the, the sheer PR issue that that would cause is so obvious <laughs> yeah. that you step on it, you step on a story before it becomes one. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah, just from that's that's just from a business perspective, and then obviously you got, you got the empathy of the females. But like, if this is how he's if he's protecting his empire, then it, it serves both means. Yeah, yeah. Only he knows. And Only I don't know. Knows. I don't know why it, it let it yeah, get to the true. situation that it was. Anyway, um, delved on a little bit about um, depressing depressing news, but do check out that what? article. Stay woke. It ha- it ha- yeah, it definitely has to be talked about, exactly. Nicholas, and it, exactly. it would be. It would we it it'd be you know inconsiderate of us uh, to say the least to not talk about such a not just a pressing basketball topic but just a pressing topic in general. And, mm-hmm. You know, Nick and I have delved into some tough stuff occasionally on on the pod, but you know, whenever it's relevant and whenever it's called for, we'll we'll be chatting about it on JBT. But um, we also do chat about stupid basketball stuff plenty on this podcast. <laughs> Amen. Now, I mean, this is stuff that's been swept on the rug for hundreds of years so it's yes. about time that like you know people be stand up and accounted for viva Absolutely. la revolution all right speaking of revolutions yeah this one was not a very good segue uh, <laughs> uh stephen marbury has uh, made some comments in regards to zion williamson uh zion is way better than lebron it's not even close he doesn't have to touch a basketball and he's better than LeBron James. I said that. Okay. Yeah, he said that. This guy, yes, he did say that. He's just, it's he's like, he's the only one. It was like he was writing his own book. He's like, he doesn't even have to touch a basketball to be better than LeBron, said Stephen yeah. Marbury. It's like commentating his own life. Anyway, um, Evan, what? Thoughts? Uh, Starberry <laughs> just got put to the front of the list of uh, insane filling guy in Space Jam. <laughs> like, this is the most crazy thing I've ever heard. Like, Zion Williamson is great. I mean, but he doesn't have a jump shot. He's doesn't pass the way LeBron does. You go back and watch LeBron. I mean, he might look not as athletic now, but if mm. you go back and watch his rookie year, he's so fast. He is mm. so much faster than almost everyone else on the court for that time. So, I, I would poss- I would possibly counter in saying that Zion Williams is, is much better athletically than LeBron, but the brain is I don't the, think the so. brain is what LeBron shines in. Like if you go back and watch young Cavs LeBron, he just runs. He's like a blur. I think yeah. I think it's more the I body. I think we forgot. Yeah, and the physique of Zion is what sort of stand out. This is obviously a complete alternative fact, and for anyone thinking otherwise, it's just yeah. the fact that there Absolutely. are Zion stands already, and he hasn't even touched a basketball for like competitive Duke basketball. I've, like, I mean, I've seen videos of him from high school from like years ago, and so yeah. I was I was waiting. I'm just waiting for him for him to come to the league for years now. He's the, yeah, he'll, he'll be there. Obviously, he's going to be a, projected to be a top four, top two pick. Um, I think RJ Barrel had that number one thing. And, you know, Evan sent me, you know, some uh, video of Stefan Marbury saying some other very silly stuff. Yeah. We talked, we spoke, we spoke about him on the last podcast in relation to the the really cool light up basketball. So, mm. I mean, obviously, sometimes he's he's uh, you know a quirky nature. 
picture is for good, you know. Uh, but in, in this sense, in terms of I just I don't get it. Um, there's no way Zion will ever reach the heights of LeBron James. And as much as, you know, Zion could be a great, he could be a possible all-time player. But um, Nick has him. Nick has LeBron as the GOAT, so I don't think that Zion Williamson is going to be the best player of all time. It's no. going to be... LeBron um, was just so it, advanced by then. And yeah, I think you, you mentioned something really, really sort of striking, Nick, in terms of... Uh, not Nick, uh, Evan, in terms of the fact of his IQ. I don't think that mm-hmm. there's been many smarter basketballers in the history of the game no. than a guy like LeBron James, even from a young age. But Nick, you, you, you're ready to say some smart stuff for a little bit. Um, in terms in terms of this, um, I mean, like I I'm, like I mentioned before, I sort of precursed to it. Um, Zion may be better athletically, and I, I do think that. But again, that that is, I am definitely willing to say that that could be recency bias because uh, I I have looked at previous videos of um, LeBron recently, maybe in the last couple of weeks uh, from okay. his high school days, and yeah, like he was amazing. He's just like he was so a lot fast. I feel like he was a lot more lean than like he's he's packed on a lot yeah. of yeah. muscle weight. He's packed on a lot yeah. of muscle. Like even since Miami, he put on more muscle then. When mm, he first yeah, came in the true. league, he was just you know not eight years of NBA conditioning on him. So, but the sheer like power, him. like the yeah. raw power of of Zion, is what is absolutely amazing. And that being mm-hmm. said, he is dunking. Is he is he college now? He's college now. Yeah, Duke is yeah. Duke is going to basically destroy everyone. I mean, I'm pretty sure I was watching his like high school video, like all definitely years ago. I was watching his high school videos, and he's, you know, he's dunking on kids. Like he is a kid himself. Like at that point, yeah. but it, it might make him look a lot better. But just from what I've seen, and and you know, that's the only metric I can go by. You know, yeah, these videos, he looks like he could bully NBA players already with his physicality. Yep. Yeah. Um, I just wonder how effective he is, I mean, on each play. Um, if he's going to be in the post, bullying people there, it's still, like, in the modern NBA, that's not as yeah, effective as a play anymore. That's true. True. And at 6'7", I mean, most of the guys that are lining up against him are going to be wings. He should be able to bully a lot of people, but if he's dragging a lot of people in the traffic and being able to pass it out, but if he's a one-trick guy where he bullies into traffic and uh, goes up for a layup, he's going to get blocked a lot. Well, who who would That's have true. thought? Who would have thought that LeBron James, fifteen years ago, would develop the jump shot that he has now? Yeah, so, that's fair. you know, if he is, because that's what's made that's is personally that is what may, has made LeBron so great: his adaptability and his longevity. Um, yeah, and if Zion can make these same leaps and bounds as the game progresses, then I mean, he could very well he could very well be up there. If Zion starts shooting threes, all bets are off. That's going to be <laughs> an extremely scary game to play with him because he's just yeah. going to be pumping people. When mm. he pump fakes and just drives to the rim, it's going to. There's no one that's ever going to get in his way again. No, mm. not even Rudy Gobert would would, would dare. But yes. it'll be interesting mm. to see. But um, Nick, can I do a little bit of hosting? Can yeah, I do yeah, this go next? go go for Jeez, it, mate. mate. You, we'll swap roles for a little bit. Um, Clay Thompson should go to the Lakers in free agency as his father revealed recently. So this is uh, via uh, a Facebook post via Clutch Points and his dad said, Mikhail Thompson, if Clay came to LA, which he should, then he knows he's going to slot in behind LeBron. But it is fine because he has done it before. It is not a big deal. Boys, Clay to LA. You can't spell LA Clay without LA. Um, what do you think? <laughs> 
Uh, I'm with it. I, I mean, the Lakers stole Thompson back in the day to take the pressure off of Kareem dealing with yeah. the big centers. Yeah. That, uh, extended their championship run a little bit. Um, I am interested in a post KD Warriors to see if they can, you know, like if KD goes to the Lakers or some other team and they revert back to the Draymond Green, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson Warriors, what does that team look like? That's a little yeah. bit interesting, but I mean, Clay is definitely the best fit on the court with LeBron besides KD, of course, it's because mm. KD just fits with any team. Well, True that. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, I could say the same thing with, with Clay. I mean, Clay, you, you put him on any team. Which is, you know, going back to this, going back to this debate that that Jack and I have been having for a I'm while. It up again, I'm, not going, I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> just as a bit of a. Context. Wait, I've heard about this debate. It's, who's on the Draymond Green side? I am on the Draymond Green side. Oh, okay, and go ahead. I am on the Clay Thompson side, but we won't bring <laughs> so we it up again. <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, the um, Draymond Green Clay side. Is... Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> he is the ultimate teammate is where I was going with this. He mm-hmm. can fit cuz the way he plays he just he's so refined at that at that at that skill of scoring that you can slot him anywhere. He can create his own defender. he yeah and a and, and yeah. a fantastic defender as well. He can create his own shot if need be, but he is best being created for because he is just so automatic in his shot. You put him next to one of the best playmakers in basketball history and only I mean only good things can happen people were speculating the same, same thing with Kyle Korver and those two had tremendous partnerships you know um, so should he go to LA I definitely think he should um, unless he you know unless he's dead set on being a warrior for life and I know a lot of basketballers can can be that way they're full on uh, loyalty um, but I think a change of change of scenery with a coach that he um you know has experience with and yeah, admires yep. in Walton. Yeah. Um about that connection. He's not going to it's not like it's going to be a completely mismatch. It's not and being Clay Thompson and Luke Walton is a match made in heaven. You know, with LeBron yeah. James. It's I I I think it's it would be great and it would only be beneficial for his career. Yep, I'm giving it wiki, but um Nick you can find a segue in there somewhere. <laughs> I wonder. Uh, speaking of the Lakers, you literally wrote the segue out for me. I uh, did. <laughs> uh, Make it easy for you, mate. Uh, so, speaking of the Lakers, uh, we spoke about LeBron's uh, title contenders on the last episode that we did. Um, Coach Walton believes that his Lakers should be on that title contenders list, but not right now. Yeah. Uh, thoughts, scale, Evan. I think we've been neglecting the scale a little bit. Let's get back on track. We always do. We always always uh, do. Always do. That's me too. That's not me. (laughs) I think, and it's a wiki fact because this sounds like this sounds like a guy that knows a trade is coming. Like Mm, he's saying not right now, but I think by the end of the season, sounds like a guy that knows a trade is coming along the line. I mean, once these uh, restrictions on recently signed contracts and uh, extensions end up, the trade market's probably going to heat up quite a bit. So yeah. And we know LeBron teams generally, when it comes February, post that trade deadline, they're never generally the same. And I think Luke Walton literally said, September, probably not. Do I think come April, come playoff month? Absolutely, I think we are. It takes time. Um, You never just put a team together and they're instantly a championship contender. So I think, you know, we've seen all the workout videos, Magic Johnson and Rob Polinka doing stupid analogies. 
definitely check Twitter. <laughs> Rob Palinka like made an analogy to like Taylor Swift once, and I, <laughs> he's a very weird fellow. And the fact that he's friends with Kobe Bryant it does not surprise me. Um, but I'll I'd give the KCP one like. The fact that he was going biblical with KCP and then yeah. LeBron comes a year later. That's yeah. a little I like that. Uh I think yeah, he's he's an odd fellow, but you know, you can't can't doubt the results. But I'll give this Twitter slightly lie because I just think that there are so many good teams in the Western Conference and Nick and I have debated it already and we will be in, in season previews and such, as well as even a, a few Eastern Conference teams like that we've mentioned in passing, Toronto, Philly, uh, Evans, Boston. I think that there's probably six or seven, maybe maybe five or six teams that are legitimately better championship contenders, including the ones that LeBron mentioned himself. But uh, if they get everything firing and somehow their system of you know running and gunning and passing without three-point shooters works, then all power to them. Who who knows? It could work. But for me, it's um, it's a Twitter fact. I mean, I completely agree with Evan. Like this, he sounds like he, he knows what's coming. Um, he knows that something's on the, on the cards. I would love to be, you know, in these sort of backdoor shenanigans of, um, yeah. of, of the coaching you front offices. I do love a good backdoor <laughs> shenanigan. Um, <laughs> that's, a new, um, that's the new name of the podcast. <laughs> done. <laughs> he's writing it down. He's writing it down on his wall. <laughs> yeah, right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, it would be it would be amazing to to be a fly on the wall in a locker room and you know see what sort of discussions that these guys are having. But he definitely yeah. is speaking like a man who knows you know that a potential trade is coming up. Speaking of potential trades, bang. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Um, okay. Bad. Still with the Lakers, so this could be what it's precursing to. Brandon, Brandon Robinson apparently confirmed Kevin Durant will be a Laker next year. Evan. Alternative fact. Oh, Ooh. Alternative <laughs> fact. I just dissed it straight out. It because if you go to this guy's Twitter, he says this, and then like a tweet later, he walks it back completely. And he's like, hey, well, the source seemed pretty serious. I don't know. And I was just like, are you kidding me? You flaky, like, you flaky just man. put this out here. It's all over the internet. And like, I, uh, I was I was pretty disappointed. I, uh, I I agree with you. I think that like if we're, we're separating it from Brandon Robinson, I think that there's a, a little validity to it. We sort of mentioned his name yeah. in passing. We're talking I think about this, to- it's valid. Ballot in that way too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I posted him when like after he did that second tweet, um, a meme from It's Always Sunny when Mac is like, I'm playing both sides so that I always come out on top. <laughs> and it, it, just, it, it, it speaks perfectly of what he's trying to do. He's just like, well, Kevin Durant's coming to Lakers, but he also might not. Just yeah, I said it really loud, but I also offensive. quietly said I didn't say it. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you know, if you're going to be all in, you know, do, be Stephen A. Smith about it. Be, you know, Skip Bayless about it. Just like ride the guns. Like, you know what? If you're right, you're right. If you're wrong, then you put that second tweet out. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, don't do both at the same time. It, it, it loses its credibility. Um, I think that, you know, Kevin Durant to the Lakers is a very tasty proposition. Um, and, and I think, I think that... Possible. Uh, but at the same time, you know, we'll be getting to another Kevin Durant topic. Does Durant want to be known as that guy yet mm. again? As like I don't think joining... I don't think Durant, Kevin Durant really cares that much. Probably you think Kevin, you think Kevin Durant doesn't care about what people think about him? <laughs> that is <laughs> like... Well, he is, yeah. <laughs> he is the that. most... He does make a couple He's the accounts. biggest okay. player who is in his feelings constantly. Interesting. 
about it. He's definitely drizzy but, about it. Yeah. Nick, what do you okay. think before we move on? Um, I, I mean, I want to give it a Twitter, but I know in my heart of hearts that it's probably alternative simply because LeBron's there. I don't think that Kevin Durant wants to be second fiddle behind LeBron. Um, he wants to be the, the man. They're in the back of a Kia together. I mean, true. <laughs> that Uber. That's that true. Uber. There was lots of nice conversations happening, but... All right, we'll, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to our last two, methinks, with, uh, with yes, the given, given the time. Um, so, Kevin O'Connor did a piece on um, Kevin Durant chasing LeBron's title as the game's best player, which inspired this take. Le- Durant will usurp LeBron as the league's best player this coming season. Ooh. Wow. I think that's shocking. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, if the Lakers don't trade for someone, I feel like LeBron takes this year off. So I think this is a, probably a straight-up fact. But then does LeBron, usurp really it stri- does LeBron usurp it straight back when they hit, like, when they get a butler and, you know, their, their team starts actually forming? Yeah, I feel like these guys can go one and two for the next couple of years. Mm. Like, there's times where LeBron is obviously the best player in the world, and there's time where Durant just looks so good that how could you not say he's the best player in the world? Yeah, I think the aura of LeBron James is just going to remain until he leaves. And, you know, we might, <clears throat> I think we spoke about it on a Lakers pod coming out soon for the NBA outlet. Subscribe to that, all of, all of the ones on iTunes. But I, I just think that LeBron is still LeBron. And we'll at least see it this season. Will he play full 82 games? Maybe not. And I think that will be for his own benefit and, and for the Lakers' benefit. But I still think when LeBron is in the league, he's going to have that stranglehold, so to speak, over Kevin Durant. Can Kevin Durant, 30 years old, overtake him? Yeah. I don't think it happens yeah. next season, though. Um, but it'll definitely be watch this space. The MVP conversation. Um, before we quickly move on, uh, I, I want to hear Evan's take because Nick and I will probably be doing this in, in further podcasts. Mm-hmm. Who would be your early pick for MVP, Evan? My early pick for MVP? Um, A hard one, early on. Hmm. I think, you know, I've been hearing a lot of good things about Oladipo and I feel like Ooh. the Pacers Ooh. are going to really push the Eastern Conference. <laughs> like it. That's, like a, that's a left field yeah. pick. No, I've been really like like an Oladipo, he um, most improved he's play to both MVP for a team that like he's most improved, and that's kind of the next step. You go to the MVP. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to know how many people it. have done that. Go from most improved to MVP. I'm not believing in the Anthony Davis hype right now. I think the Pelicans are going to struggle. I think they didn't put enough around him. Um, I think the Pelicans are going to struggle. I think the idea of the Pelicans being good is based around the fact that Anthony Davis is going to be otherworldly next year, and if it doesn't happen, that's going to be a tire fire. Definitely. Um, we'll get to two more because one of them relates to an article that Evan wrote, and I want to get to that one. This one could be very quick. Um, hmm. Phoenix shouldn't shouldn't have given shouldn't give up more than two second more than second round picks for Patrick Beverly, despite the Clippers front office holding out for a first. Um, Clippers want a first rounder. I don't think that Patrick Beverly is worth that. I think that this is a fact. Um, I think Phoenix need to hold steadfast, despite the need for a point guard. Evan, uh, Nick, got some quick thoughts. Yeah, I mean, if you're a championship contender and Beverly looks like the last piece before yeah. you're ready to really take the next step, you need Good perimeter point. defender to come out there and stonewall Curry, Curry, then yeah, go ahead and give him up a first for him. But if you're not about to be there, just hold out for seconds. Yep, yeah, I like him. Uh, 
exactly my right. exactly my sentiments. So yeah, beautiful. Well, well, well done, Nicholas. Those are your sentiments. We will finish. <laughs> <Those> are... <laughs> we will finish with with a topic relating to our good friend, uh, Mr. Montella. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to our friend and guest, OTG writer Evan Montella, the Jazz are a championship contender. Uh, Evan, so. I'll let we'll let Nick go first because obviously you have the detail. You wrote this very nice piece. Um, Nice little bit of traction as well on Twitter and such. I, I really enjoyed it. But Nick, what are your thoughts about the, the Jazz as a championship contender in 2018-19? I mean, <laughs> the gut says no, but I want. I would love. I love the Jazz. Jingles, mate. I mean, who, who could you? Yes, who could you not? Jingles. How could you not love the Jazz? Um, but I want to be proven wrong. My gut says no, and my gut says, despite the fact that uh, Donovan Mitchell had the rookie season that he did. <clears throat> I have a sneaking suspicion that they're not going to finish as as high as they did last season. Like, that they're going to decline. Okay. Prove me wrong, um, please. Because yeah, I, I, I well, want them to succeed. Yeah, that's fair. Just, uh, that's what Evan, my gut give says. Us, give us a bit of yeah. more detail, tech, because uh, Nick isn't so good with detail. <laughs> yeah, after the trade deadline, they went 29-5 and five when they got rid of uh, Rodney Hood and Joe Johnson. And they kind of just started playing a lot of defensive players and giving the ball to Donovan Mitchell. I mean, once Gobert came back, their defense just took another step. And uh, they're so deep. Uh, Adding Grayson Allen's a big big thing and just getting one more guy that could probably play. I think Dr. Maxim is going to be a breakout player this year. Yes, sir. So I think they, they he's probably the best uh, backup point guard next to Terry Rozier and Marcus Smart in the league. So Jazz are just so deep. They got one guy at each position. On the front line, I mean, Gobert and Favors are a little bit thin behind them because Udo doesn't rebound too much. But no. if they can just kind of play Favors at the center and uh, Gobert and just run those guys out for 48 minutes a game, they're looking yeah. in good shape. Yeah, look, I don't, I don't, I, I don't hate it. Um, I've heard, you know, plenty of other podcasts mention the fact that the Jazz could equally be a championship contender. And obviously, Golden State are in a league of their own, but you know that second spot could be up for grabs. You know, whether it's OKC, whether it's Houston, who do it again. Uh, well, Houston mm-hmm. had the first seed last season, but if Houston can still maintain their relevancy in that sort of upper echelon, but I think the Jazz are a nice pick because they do have a young, young enough core. I think Rudy Gobert, like you mentioned, when he came back, they were otherworldly on the defensive end and you know yeah. your boss at Celtics did finish first defensive rating but you know if you have a whole season I think yeah it's going to come down to health and I think it comes down to health for a lot of teams obviously but yeah. I don't see I don't see why it couldn't happen and you know Joe Ingles making 400 threes and averaging 15 points a game and win defensive player of the year it ain't out of the realms of possibility <laughs> my friend I mean yeah. who, who? <laughs> That's a, that might be out of the realm of possibility <laughs> Donovan Mitchell is going to be really really good I mean we're oh, talking awesome. we're talking Championship contenders, so they need to get past the Golden State Warriors. Where do, I mean, you th- you think of the Rockets last year and the arsenal that they had and the defense that they had, like they yes. were an extremely good team. Given an injury, they faltered to the um, Golden State Warriors, and where do the Jazz pick up? The, I mean, I'm, I'm, I have no doubt that their defense is up to scratch, but the offensive arsenal. Offensive does not compare to the rockets of last year and now they now the bloody now they've gone and got boogie <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, um yeah. like we're talking championship like championship contenders i've no doubt that they yeah. have the potential to be good given the depth given the defense uh and given the star sheer star power of donovan mitchell 
but no, I think they, I think the Jazz need to add another player, and if Price. that means giving up um, Ricky Rubio because that seems like the odd man out. If Exum is good enough, um, they should add another wing, someone that's a little bit bigger. Uh, if Toronto's a disaster, Jimmy Butler, yeah. Jimmy Butler would actually be perfect because they need someone so good. that's kind of like a stretch four who can at least guard stretch fours to take care of Draymond Green because mm. then after that they can just go small with them. Because if the Warriors bring in DeMarcus Cousins, they'll be able to bring in Gobert. But the problem is that the Warriors usually play Gobert off the court. Yeah. And uh, if, they, if they flip it around where he's about to be on, then uh, that's an advantage for the Jazz, I think. I think, yeah, you're, you've certainly grown some fans in terms of in, in Utah. That's that's for sure, my <laughs> friend. But I, I, don't, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't hate it. And obviously, as much as it, it pains me to hear that you want... Well, not necessarily one, but you think that Ricky is the the odd man out. I love Ricky so freaking much. Ever since he's become that, you know, that that day that he's become with his beard and his hair, and <laughs> the beard and the hair. A... It's it's. No, I think Ricky's a really good player. I think it's just that Donovan Mitchell could play point guard in their offense, and sure. I don't think they would lose too much. And that's the one thing they definitely need. They need someone that can guard big fours. They yeah, don't really have fair. that. Maybe yeah. Joe Inglis, but they need someone else that could be another. Big yeah, forward or yeah. small ball five that can come yeah. out there and uh, contend with the Draymond Greens. True that. True that. Um, it was a pleasure, my friend. Thank you for jumping on. I know you'd uh, ah, quite laid great. out. It's my first part ever. Oh, well, you ever. are an absolute. Oh, you're a natural. Hopefully, uh, your podcast virginity, you you do not regret. Um, in, no, in I, uh, I've been listening to you guys a ton, and I was excited to do this one as my first one. So. <laughs> well, pleasure, I've been, uh, pleasure talking to you guys for a while. I've been yelling about the whole Draymond Green thing for about a week. But. Love it, love it. Um, so, where can where can the people find your work? Find your Twitter. You know, uh, all my work is on OTG. Um, you can find it under my name. I just had an article go up today about Jimmy Butler and the three trades. Yes. That would be good for the Nets, Knicks, and Clippers. Uh, just what they would probably be offering. Jimmy Butler killed his trade value with this whole requesting a trade thing, so it's not much. Um, and you can find me at Evan MBA, uh, Evan underscore MBA on Twitter. Perfect. Beautiful. Spiel, Nicholas. All right. Just as I think, just as ever. Uh, thank you for listening to. Thank you for listening and downloading this episode of Just Ball Things. Uh, you can catch us um, every Monday on Nothing But Net Dash Radio channel. Uh, as always, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Blog Talk Radio, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also on YouTube, uh, if that's how you listen to your audio media. Uh, we are also on there. Do us a solid, leave a rating, review, sub, uh, all of that good stuff helps us out a whole bunch. Uh, you can contact us at, at the Jman JBT or at JBT Nick on Twitter and at Evan underscore NBA. Um, you can also hit us up. Uh, you, you, sorry, you should also hit up OTG Basketball. You can find uh, the articles that uh, Evan was referencing before, uh, articles that Jack has written, and heaps of other contributors. A lot of articles up there, uh, heaps of other fire content as well, podcasts and and the like. Uh, we've got Facebook, so just search Just Ball Things. You'll find us there. And you can hit us up on email. Well, we'll read the emails on the show, jbtpodcast at gmail.com. So remember, it's you guys that make this show great. And we appreciate any and every post heading our way. So until next week. People. Hey,